Hello and welcome to Morning Fuel. I am your host, John Bundy, and you are here because you believe in the power of the spoken word and its ability to change lives, and that by sharing our stories, we can help others overcome challenges that they cannot overcome on their own. Whether it's a victory you need to win in business or in your own personal life, you understand that answers can be found in listening to others who are willing to share their stories, knowing that their story ultimately doesn't belong to them. All right, today's guest is an award-winning journalist, two-time published author, and local news reporter for Williamsburg and Yorktown, Virginia. Earning her undergraduate degree in 2013 from Mitchell College in New London, Connecticut in communications, she graduated with her master's degree from Sacred Heart University in Fairfield, Connecticut in journalism in 2014. Her articles have appeared in multiple publications and on multiple topics, including coverage of local government, state governor races, chronic pain, and elite sports. For the 2023 season, she was the sideline reporter for WY Daily, covering every William & Mary football home game. In her free time, she is an avid reader, concert goer, and loves spending time with her cat. She is also one of Paula Abdul's biggest fans, having seen her in concert 32 times. Please help me in welcoming to Morning Fuel podcast family, author, Paula Abdul fangirl, and reporter for WY Daily, Megan Roche. Megan, so great to have you here. Yes, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's like I said, it's one of my favorite things to do. So um, one of the things that we, we've been doing, and, and this, this um, uh, podcast has kind of been uh, one of those, you know, it was a test at the beginning. You know, my wife told me one day, jokingly, I hope, she said, uh, you got a face for radio, you should do something with that. <laughs> so uh, my daughter and I started a pod, you know, podcast, and we also started helping business owners with their social media. And then the Morning Fuel podcast was born. Sure. Um, so what I love to do, and I, and I did this even before I would uh, do the podcast, and that is, uh, you know, ask people a lot of questions. I like origin stories. So, Megan, before you wrote books and uh, worked for WY Daily, what were you doing? Who, who was Megan Roach before uh, being a reporter and, uh, you know, going to Paula Abdul concerts? Um, I just loved everything. I mean, even as a kid, I was so into um, chorus. I was in chorus in high school for years. I loved singing. I loved theater. Um, and I was that kid who just any interest I had in anything, my parents let me kind of explore. Very cool. Um, you know, and then as I got older, I started saying, well, I've always loved gymnastics. I've always loved watching it. So I took an adult class and it is not as easy as people think it is. <laughs> yeah. um, it was a little intense. Sure. Um, but just such a curious kid. I loved kind of like you said, asking questions yeah. and learning more about people. Right. Um, that was always my thing. And um, I was always my, my grandmother. Um, she used to tell people that I was very loquacious and <laughs> I'll have to look that word up. Yeah. Uh, it sounds it, familiar. <laughs> yeah. She told me basically that I just love to talk to anybody. Um, and oh. any, you know, any, anywhere we went, I was always, you know, hi, what's your name? And it got me in trouble a couple of times. Cause you know, when you're little, they tell you not to talk to strangers. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. It reminds me of my youngest. She was very much like that too. Uh, very cool. So, uh, what, you know, do you remember when you thought, Hey, I want to be a reporter or, or how did that, how did that work out? Wh sure. What direction did you go? So 
kind of going back to my grandmother. So every summer we would spend every day at her house. She would watch me, my brother, and my two cousins, and we would spend every summer. Um, and she'd take us to summer camp in the morning, and then we'd go to her house in the afternoon. Um, and I was always the kid that had a book in my hand, and I always excelled at reading and writing and anything kind of that literature, musical type area, performing arts. And I kind of had this idea that maybe that might be where I wanted to go. Um, but oddly enough, uh, when I got to college, I originally went to college to be a German high school teacher. I took four years of German <laughs> in high school Okay. Um, and went to school to be a foreign language teacher. I took a whole year of classes and said, yeah, I don't have it in me to be a teacher. Right. Changed my major 13 times before I landed on journalism. <laughs> 13 times in what time period? How can Two you... and a half years. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, I, at least you, you can uh, figure out rather quickly whether you like what you're yes. studying or not. That's great. That's great. Because that would have that really stunk to really put more into it, more years into it, yeah. and then realize. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Okay, cool. Um when did you, you so you, you grew up uh, in Jersey. Yep. Um, and then you went to school, you said, in, in Connecticut and mm -hmm. finished up. Was it, um, okay, because I, I, you, you said, oh, so New London and Fairfield. So yes. two, two different. Yep. Okay, I got you. I got you. Um, what brought you to Virginia? So my stepdad. Um, he was in the Navy back in the early 90s. He was in the Navy, uh, late 80s, early 90s. And he was stationed on board USS Wisconsin when he was in uh, the service. He was a quartermaster second class. And uh, he got an email one day that Wisconsin, which is now at Nauticus in Norfolk, was hiring for a maintenance mechanic. And what they were trying to do was they were trying to restore her back to what she was when he was in the service. Wow. And of course, um, as we jokingly say in our house, his battleship is his other wife. And <laughs> we gotcha. couldn't really turn it down. Um, and it's been a job that he's been so passionate about. Um, and we moved here um, in January of 2020 um, for him and to take is that he job. Still, so he's there? Yeah. That, that must be surreal, nostalgic. Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the, your, your former office is now a museum? Yeah. So That's he, interesting. He basically, um, it's, it's so funny because we would come on vacation here as kids. And, you know, my mom would always say to us, like, okay, you know, you have to, it's going to be a long day. I know you guys, you know, want to go swim at the pool, but, like, we have to do this for him. Right. And I didn't appreciate it back then as much as I do now. Um, but being able to stand in certain places, like he can actually take me to the spot he was at when they first launched Tomahawk missiles. Okay. Wow. That's something else. So he relives it when he goes back through yeah. there. Wow. Okay. So 2020, <laughs> before or after the pandemic, before? January of 2020. Wow. Two months prior. <laughs> so you're here and then lockdown. Uh-huh. No friends, no family in the area, just literally me, my stepdad, my mom, and my brother. Okay. Interesting introduction to Virginia. So you got a little <laughs> taste of it before that happened, because that happened in March, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, wow. It's like almost, you know, I, I remember where I was at 9-11. I remember where I was, <laughs> you know, in March of 2020. Um, where, did you have a job 
already? Um. Yeah. So I was um, fortunate that the job I was working when we moved here, they let me keep my job up in New Jersey oh, and so go remote. remote. Oh, gosh. You, you were right in the right spot. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, we did kind of shift a little bit and I did get laid off for about two months time okay. just to try to figure out numbers and where yeah. things were going. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I just it was it was crazy. That whole time period is like something out of out of this world that I hope to God we never live again. <laughs> no, I, I I promise you I won't. Um, wow, that that is that's amazing that that t- the timing of that. So the remote job kind of stopped for two months. You said yeah. Did you wind up going back? To, yep. To, okay. Yep. They um they brought me back on about two about two months later. Um, Were you doing reporting and writing with this? this I was actually job an or? editor. Oh, excellent. Okay. Yeah, I was an editor, um, and I oversaw uh, 14 different community newspapers. Um, kind of what we touched on before the interview started was um, the the positivity, and that was one of the things that I loved about that job was we consistently covered nothing but positive. That's great. And That's different. you know, kids overcoming adversity, athletes. Um, I started a couple columns while I was there. One of which was um, called NJ Stars, where we interviewed people who kind of went on to bigger and better. We've interviewed Broadway stars um, from New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. And it was kind of like their That's hometown. Cool. Yeah, kind of thing to get back. And and we we did some really 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 neat spotlights with that. Um, and that was kind of my baby that I created. Yeah. With that. So, so since then, now, is that kind of the same? I know that some uh, media companies own other media companies. Is that, are you currently with WY Daily, right? Is that a company that is owned by? The, no. Oh, okay. Completely How did that different. happen? Um, so I was through, uh, through kind of the height of COVID um, and everything kind of shutting down and going the way it was. I kind of started to take a look at what was going on with my jobs and, um, but as I said before, I always loved writing. And being an editor, you don't get the opportunity right. to write uh, as much as you're used you can, to. You can find a lot of opportunities to say, I could write that better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As an editor, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I knew that I wanted to get back into writing. And I kind of just perused the internet one day for fun to see, like, mm-hmm. hey, what's out there? And I stumbled upon... Um, WI Daily was looking for a reporter and, you know, it said entry level. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm kind of not at that point anymore. Yeah. Um, Entry level means start at the beginning, right? Yeah. 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 So I was kind of like, well, I don't know. I'll take a shot and I'll apply. And um, they got back to me. I think it was like 5 p.m. the same day. And they're like, when are you available? Please come in. Um, And it's been a game changer for sure. Great. Great. And is it mostly football or are you doing more? What are you doing? You're doing more than that there, aren't oh, you? Oh, goodness. Yeah. So okay. my former job where I was the editor, we were a monthly publication. So we only went out once a month. Gotcha. Now, WI Daily is a daily. So we go out every day with new stories. Oh, you love it. Oh, it's it's crazy. Okay. It, it is a cra- It can be a crazy schedule. Um but it's in, it's incredible because I have such a great team of coworkers um, who we have all kind of melded together, and it's like you know we know which one is the one who loves to write about right. authors. I know I'm you know anything sports related usually comes to me. Okay. Um, and we're always we always just look out for each other. Um, but as far as there, I've done everything from um, stories on people looking for transplants, um, people. 
um, involved in like high caliber athletics. Um, this summer, I'm planning actually a whole series on uh, the Olympic athletes from Hampton Roads as we gear up for the Paris 2024 Summer Olympic Games. Wow. Um, I did a couple. Yeah. You're going to get to travel for that one? Oh, God. Please. If they would send me to Paris, (laughs) I would. uh, I'm hoping actually uh, 2028, the games will be in Los Angeles. Oh, there you go. So I'm hoping. That's an easier trip, but you still want to go to Paris. Yeah. I mean, you know, it wouldn't hurt. It'd be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, I'm seeing um, in you kind of what really excites me about what I do, and that is I really enjoy seeing other people light out about light up about what they do. Absolutely. So that that then becomes the fuel. When you're doing that thing, hours go by and you're like, wow, it's this late already because you love <laughs> what you're doing. And I see that you have employment in what in in what you love to do. Um, Morning Fuel podcast, the name Morning Fuel came out of a time where I had lost a couple of jobs mm. and was unemployed for quite a while. And I really needed something to motivate me, something to yeah. get me back to the place where I needed to be. And um, that was something that I read in a book. And it, it became my morning routine, which became part of the fuel that helped me to get through even the tough days. Yeah. But man, when you have a job that you love and you look forward to waking up in the morning, that that's like you said earlier, a game changer. Absolutely, hundred percent. And I've always had this mindset of I'll know when I need to walk away. I'll know when it's time to right. when it's time to go. Um, and the day that my job is not fun anymore sure. <laughs> is the day that I would I would walk away. Yes. And every yeah. day is different. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to stay there because it doesn't just affect you. It's seen by others, and it, it brings other people down, you know. So there have been many times where I myself have needed the pep talk, you know, hey, if you don't like this job, go find another one. You know, and I've offered that same advice to other people, too. You're miserable every day, man. Find something else. And I think do, what's you know? important, too, with that is that's not to say that there are not going to be days where you're like, yeah. I didn't sleep last night. I'm exhausted. I don't want to do this. Because that happens. I mean, it happens to me, like, almost every month where I'm like, oh, I'm just so tired. Like, I stayed up too late last night. I should have gone to bed earlier. You know, and, and outside factors play play into that. But at the core, you know that you still love your job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That And, and having that uh, love of your job, if that is your fuel, gets you through the, the, the hard days without kind of without even a wink. You know, you're just, okay, I'm having a tough day. Tomorrow's going to be different. That's fantastic. Um, you know, I, was, I smiled as I read your bio, and I did a little bit of research. Uh, Paula Abdul, I hadn't heard the name in a while. <laughs> but Paula Abdul was, I mean, I could probably sing Paula Abdul songs. I mean, yeah. I grew up on Paula Abdul. Um, when were you first introduced? Oh. As in, as in, you know, to the music. Sure. And then 32 concerts. Tell me about <laughs> that. So the story of... Me and how I kind of found Paula. So I touch on it in my book that I wrote. Um, It really was, I had just moved to a new town. Um, I grew up, I was born and raised in Livingston, New Jersey, which is just in Essex County. Um, And my family had found a house that they wanted. So we moved to Morris County. And I, at the time, was in Catholic school. And I was going to be going into public school for the first time. Uh Seventh grade, mm. very hard oh, time. A, oh my gosh, it's probably the worst. 
very hard time to move, go into something completely different. Um, I went from basically a school where the kids that were in my class were the kids that were in my class every single year mm -hmm. to now having things like a locker and having to change for gym class and having to you know, deal with a cafeteria that sold food and being responsible for money and, and all these different things. Um, and we moved to Long Valley five days before school was going to start. Oh, not much time to prepare. No. Um, walked Probably into school. Probably none because you're still moving. You're still pulling exactly. things out of boxes. <laughs> and wow. So go, you know, bus comes to pick me up and I'm just like, I don't know what is happening. Like, this is crazy. I want to go back to my old school. Um, I remember very vividly walking through the hallways and seeing people hugging. Oh, how was your summer? And I was just like, I do not know any of yeah, these people. Yeah, you're alone. Um, and with that, um, you know, I was I was a different kind of kid. So I was easily the target of a lot of bullying, um, teasing. Um, I was the new kid. They didn't know me. Right. Um, so Test, I became testing you out, testing out yeah, the new kid, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Tough. I became kind of that that butt of the joke and and right. kind of the fire for for them. Um, but then I got really hooked on American Idol. And this was like early 2000s. Yeah, okay. So it was like season three um, time frame. And I remember my mom was like, oh, you like music, watch this show. And I was like, oh, okay. And at first, <laughs> this is so embarrassing, but I'll say it anyway. I was like madly in love with Simon. I wanted okay. I wanted to marry Simon. I was 13. I yeah, wanted to marry Simon. That was like yeah. my life goal. Um, <laughs> but... I um, I was sitting in the living room of our house with my stepdad, and I had a bunch of CDs playing. And it was like those like karaoke CDs that you would get with like all the mish right. like mishmash of things. And it was like an '80s '90s CD. And her music started playing, and I was like, "Who who is this?" And he was like, "Oh, it's the lady from the TV show." And I never put it together. And then. I was like, oh well, I like it. Like I remember, it was it was straight up, cold hearted, and opposites oh, yeah. attract. They straight were the, up now, tell yes, me. Yes, <laughs> they were the three first, the first like three songs that I heard, yeah. and I was like, oh, I really like this. So I started um, that summer. I kind of like looked her up and was yeah. like, oh, what does she do? Um, so you're discovering you're discovering like history because when you first were introduced on American Idol, she had kind of already done her thing, yeah. and now she's there because she's yeah. kind of looking at up and coming singers. I, I was introduced to Paul Abdul when she first came out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and then, yeah, that's that's amazing. That's really cool. So, so, yeah, I just, I looked her up and I saw a lot of her accomplishments and, you know, um, being 13 and, you know, it was summer, I was home all day and the thing I had access to was a desktop computer and I was always, you know, Wikipedia and Googling yeah. and trying to find out more. Um, and I just always gravitated towards the fact that she was the nice one. Mm -hmm. And she always had kindness where with everything I was dealing with in school, yeah. I was like the joke and no one wanted to be my friend. And she was right. just so kind. So you, you found a role model. You found somebody Absolutely. to kind of look up to and a very, very positive influence. That's great. That's great. Because usually, usually those searches go negative. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. So you, you actually, uh, so another, another part of this too, and, and we try and do better with each season. Uh, this is mm -hmm. our fourth season. I, I kind of have a vision of what I want it to be in my head, and it hasn't quite gotten there yet. But with this season, we're, we're introducing what's kind of the what the fail. You know, mm. the WTF, what the fail. And I look at my life, and I see the failures that led to success or some hardship. 
yeah. that led to success. And I see one here as, you, as you're talking with me, and that is move to Virginia, pandemic, birth of a book. Yeah. You wrote the book during the pandemic. I did. Um, yeah. And it originally started um, just as a, like, I want to write down some things. And um, the next thing I knew, it was kind of like we talked about earlier. It was like I woke up and I was like, I want to go to the desk. Like, I want to write. I'm, I'm so excited. And I, you know, I didn't even really come up with an outline because I knew what, you know, being that it's my memoir, these are my experiences. Yeah. Um, and one of the things as I was writing it, which I thought was so important, was I got the opportunity to kind of look back at all the things that went on that turned me into where I am now. Um, and one of the chapters in the book talks about the opportunity that I got to first meet Paula in person. Right, I was hoping you were going to mention that. I was going to ask yeah. you if you didn't say anything about it. It was. Really uh, cool. When was that? March 19th of 2007. I was okay. a sophomore in high school. Um, I had found out about two weeks prior that she was going to be in New York City um, promoting a project that she was working on. And she was a guest on The Late Show with David Letterman. Okay. And the way that those... Like, like one of my favorite late night shows, and I don't like any of the rest of them, but I, yeah. liked, I liked Letterman. That's that's cool. He Yeah. So I, I begged my dad. I was like, Dad, please, 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 please. And it was all I talked to him about for like two weeks. And he was like, fine, I'll take you. <laughs> but you have to understand that she doesn't know you. She may just up and walk right past you. And I'm not going on some wild goose chase through New York City. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just come pick me up at school. Like, we'll go. I had this crazy, like, thought in my head at 15, like you yeah. do, that, like, oh, this crazy thing is going to happen. And so the day before, it is a blizzard outside. Oh, wow. It is a massive blizzard. And um, I was like, oh, my God. What if, like, I don't get to go? Um, well, we still went. And I stood on the street corner, 53rd Street in New York City, and I stood by the stage door, and she was late. And she was, like, late by, like, 30, 45 minutes. So I'm standing there. Freezing. Freezing. <laughs> <laughs> freezing. Yeah. And yeah. my dad's like, all right, like, if she doesn't show in five minutes, like, we're leaving. And I'm like, no, 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 please, please, no, no, no. Don't, please, I don't want to leave. And um, what I didn't know at the time was there was a camera crew that was there, and they were filming me, and I didn't know who they were. I was like, hmm, that's weird. But they were like, oh, can we ask you, like, about why you love Paula? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So, of course, with the nerves of it all, I'm insanely crying. Like, I am bawling oh, wow. my eyes out because I'm just like, oh, I don't know, like, what to say. Yeah. Um, and, and your dad's shaking his head. My dad is like, <laughs> oh, my God, I don't know whose child this is. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is not mine. Yeah. Um, but so she gets there. And her camera, the camera crew goes in with her, and I'm still like, I don't know what's happening. Um, come to find out later, it was actually her Bravo reality series at the time filmed me for an episode. That's awesome. Of me getting to meet her, and it still exists in the world. Right. Um, and I just, she came out the door to leave, and I was standing there, and I just started crying hysterically. And she was like, what's your name? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just, here, sign this paper. And we took a picture together. 
Um, and it was just an incredible experience, right. and I was I, so I, grateful. I saw that picture on your uh, website or bio. Or yeah. Or That's wild. That's wild. Now, that wasn't the last time that you got to oh, see God, Paula. No. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, um, God, no. I'm trying to think of some of the more prominent um, moments um, throughout kind of our, our All friendship. All right, well, let me, let me ask you this. Let okay. me ask you this. Okay. So she got to the point where she knew who you were when she saw you. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's great. And then you actually got to give her a copy of your book? Yes, I did. When was that? Um, so that I wrote just it in the past 2 years. Yeah, right. I wrote it during COVID. I wrote it um and being that it was a topic that I love, it took me 2 months. Oh, sure. It was so easy and I had <laughs> so much It just flowed from the pen yeah, or, and I, or the keyboard. I had all the time in the world cuz yeah. I couldn't do anything else. Yeah. I mean everything else was locked down. I think I walked more than I've ever have and taken sure. strolls outside with a dog more than I ever have in life. Yeah. Um it was a crazy time. I cooked yeah. more, I baked more, I mm-hmm. had to find something, but um I hadn't seen her at that point and I actually kept it a secret from her. I did not tell her okay. that I was doing this. Um, and I had gotten to see her in October of 2021 at a charity event that I've gone to. Um, I was introduced to it by her. It's called Wigs and Wishes. It's a beautiful charity. I want to make sure I touch on that in a minute. (laughs) Um, but I brought it to her and I said, I have something for you. And she said, what is it? And I pulled out my book and she was like, wait you wrote this? I said, I sure did. And it's a whole story of like all of our different memories together. And then the following year when I saw her, she told me she read it cover to cover. That's great. And it was one of the most cool. special things we'll, she's ever read. We'll mention Paula Abdul and we'll mention Wigs and Wishes <laughs> along with your book. Absolutely. I think that's really cool. Uh, so tell me about Wigs and Wishes because that, that sounds pretty close so, to your heart. Wigs and Wishes, um, it's a beautiful charity. Um, I want to give a big shout out to Martino Cartier and um, his wife, Gianna Cartier. Um, it's an incredible thing. And I first started going in 2014. It's a charity that he gives wigs and grants wishes to women and terminally ill can- uh, children with cancer. cancer yeah. um, and it's all for free. He gives the wigs completely for free um, to anybody who kind of qualifies and has the you know fills out the application um and it's just him who kind of runs it there's no red tape there's no people that you know like you don't have to pay to get into a program or anything like that um and there's a gala evening every year and 2014 paula was co-hosting the gala and i was like oh well it's here in new jersey um i should go like maybe i'll get to see her and um from that point on I fell in love with what they do. Um, I've seen the magic. um, And it's a harder and harder thing to go to every year because as you're there, you hear, oh, last year we gave such and such a puppy. Well, unfortunately, they lost their battle. And it's... I can see how that can be tough. Yeah. And it it tends to go on like that for like two to three hours with just Mm. those stories. Mm. And... um, but it's a fantastic organization, and she's now become kind of a board member for them and a and a co uh, co host of the event. And um, it's something I don't miss every year. Um, it's so important, and um, I just I love what they do, and I love what they stand right. for. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, um, before I ask my last question, uh, how can folks best reach you on online, social media? Sure. Um, you can go 
to my Instagram. I have kind of a follow me along journey kind of Instagram. Um, it's at writing with Megan. Um, you can probably link that. Excellent. I'm, I'm oh, sure. absolutely. Okay. 100%. Um, yeah. And then um, if you want a copy of my book, I haven't put it out on Amazon or anything like that. But if people mm-hmm. just drop me an email or send me a message on Instagram, I'm happy to. Okay, cool. To so so when when do we get it on? Uh, when do we get it on Amazon? What, what do we need uh, to do to do that? It's so hard. I Amazon is. is Amazon is a hard thing to. You got You got to pay money to a publisher really to get on that, or yeah, you have the big bucks. I got you. Um, and actually, what I learned from a, a friend who's in the publishing industry is because it's about a public figure, said public figure has to go through their channels and kind of sign off on it. And yeah, cool. Um, all of that. So hopefully, I hope. I hope. I cool. hope it goes up there. Well, yeah. Well, you know, Paul Abdul's <laughs> going to see this, so that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, my last question. Uh, Megan, uh, reporter for WI Daily, author, what is it that you need right now? Like as an as a, as a, uh, entrepreneur, as a, as a writer, if kind of like money is no object, what, what, would, what, what would you need like right now? Ooh, um, good question. Did not see that one coming. <laughs> um, Hmm. Honestly, I would say just a vehicle to get my book out there and really into like people's hands and yeah. and cuz I I talk about, you know, how I got through all the bullying and and the right. teasing and and I want other kids to know who may be like me who have this kind of like fangirl fascination or you know something like sure. that that it it is normal and it's not something that you should let people, you know, pick on you for. It's not worth it. Right. Well, fantastic. Megan, really great to meet you. Glad that we got to talk and um, so thankful that you reached out. Yeah, absolutely. And I and can't wait to share the story. So, um, yeah, uh, wonderful. And uh, hopefully, Paula Abdul, you know, we got to get this. <laughs> we got to get this thing published. In Come big, on, big, girl. Big. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Straight up now. Tell me. <laughs> Good one. All right. we'll, we'll, we approve of that one. <laughs> Very cool. Thank you. Thank you.